You are locked in to the hottest podcast in the produce industry. The Produce Life is the place to gauge anything and everything in the fresh produce industry. We tackle all the current news stories, industry trends, and market updates. Be sure to check us out online at www.theproducelife.com and on Instagram at Produce Life Podcast. Now, here's our host, live from Space City, Brent Ehrenwert. Hello, everyone. This week, we're going to have a short clip of a new podcast coming next week called The Produce Industry Podcast, hosted by Patrick Kelly. I had the privilege of being the first guest on his show that's going to be launching next week, and this is just one of the short um, clips that we filmed or recorded, excuse me, that I hope you'll enjoy, and you'll check out this show when it comes out next week. Thank you. Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly, and today we have Brent Ehrenwert on the line today, CEO of Brothers Produce and Houston Cold Storage. He is the host of the Produce Life Podcast, and he is an industry activist and uh, uh, also a new uh, friend of mine. So, Brent, good to have you uh, on the phone today. No, I appreciate it. Uh... Man, I appreciate you calling me. It's crazy times. I love how you you said activist on that deal because I'm going through people on LinkedIn. I'm just now checking my LinkedIn today. and I'm going through, like, people that maybe I should add. And it's funny, I see Jim Carr on here from the Blue Book. He must have dropped me after um, this whole fiasco the past couple of weeks. I'm curious how he's going to rate this industry now with all this turmoil that's going on. Are we all going to just go straight to where nobody sells anybody? Or I'd really love to see uh, how the Blue Book reacts to a scene like this since they have no clue of what's going on in the industry already. Yeah, it's gonna. It's definitely going to be interesting with, uh, I would say, like, you, like you've said to me many times, is integrity is huge in the produce and supply chain industry as well, right? What's going on in the industry right now? I mean, we're in what? We're in week uh, 13, 14 right now. Um, the COVID crisis has pretty much completely taken over um, all industries, but you've got some cool things going on. You've got, I mean, you're flooding social media with some of these, um, I would say, boxes that uh, people can pick up, and you're doing deliveries in Houston, and you've got some other cool things that are happening, man. I, I want to talk about that, and then maybe you can give us an update, you know, what you see in the next 30 days on um, cold storage, and maybe an update on what uh, some you know re- retail supply and demand's doing over in your area. So what uh what is today again? I, I feel like I lost my day. <laughs> but, uh, 
What is it? Yeah, I'm wearing my uh, Casio watch here, and I think the time's actually at the time's right. It says it's the 27th. I don't think it's the 27th. Are we on the 26th? What are we? What is today? It's the 26th. <laughs> we are like we are officially recording on the 26th. Um, you know what's interesting is is most of us live in the in the now and in the future. You you're just living a bit in the future right now, okay? Man, yeah. I mean, I think that I think honestly because I live in the future and I've always stressed so much about how we always have to remember how we got to where we are. We always have to be thankful for today and what we're doing, but we always have to know that what we're doing today doesn't work tomorrow. And I think that that's one of the things that a lot of companies are constantly pivoting and evolving right now. And I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I've always been a outside the box thinker. The the people that I always admire is Dr. Seuss, um, Steve Jobs, people people like that that were just really outside of outside of the box, Walt Disney, outside of the box, they thought they were crazy, but in times that we're in right now, and I'm trying to, I want to, I'm looking at this calendar, I'm trying to figure out when, I feel like this kind of started around the 11th or 12th of March, is that right? When mm-hmm. we really started seeing the, the Oh, when we started shutting down things and people started panicking, yeah, I think it was, the 11th pro- or 12th, yeah. I, I feel like I made my, so, so my company was about a 70, 20, 10, um, food service to um, schools and that 10% retail and I feel like any I feel like in three days starting on about the 11th through the 13th this industry and we I believe me and you did a podcast on my platform um, which hopefully is going to merge these at some point and do something cool and only have one and have a bunch of cool guests but I feel like on the 13th, early in the morning, Friday the 13th it was, was the day we did our podcast. Is that correct? I believe it was. I remember I didn't sleep that whole night, and I was trying to think, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I made a few calls earlier in that week, and I've always told and stressed to people that your net worth isn't what you have, it's who you know, and about using those resources. And I started doing a lot of creative things that week, and I pivoted and diversified our company that by Tuesday of, and I'm kind of going back and I'll get to today, I'm just kind of going through the cycle since our last talk and what I've seen happen. What I saw between the day we talked and the following week, and you probably saw this too in the citrus industry, I saw the retail boom just go crazy. And if you weren't in that boom, you missed that way because you have to be able to move quick and the week of the 15th through the 21st, we went to a 90% food service or retail business to 10% food service and in a matter of days. And then I started seeing on about the 21st, I started seeing the retail movement tail, which I thought was kind of strange. Just be, And a lot of the things I did were storage, cross-docking related things. But what I... Um, what kind of just baffled me is that the supply chain kind of caught up. I thought it was just really weird because the retail kind of came to a screeching halt. Um, and then I started seeing online. I've always known the, the co-op box business. I've dealt with them through the years. I've kind of seen the death of the co-op model. I started seeing all these companies offering these, you know, these boxes that in my opinion were just inventory dumps and 
you know, the problem with the box model is that this person wants this, this person wants that, and things have to flow in systems the same way we talked about SKUs and the de- and why SKUs disrupt the supply chain. When I looked at the box thing, I kind of said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go outside the box because that's what I always do. And um, I, I came up with a very diversified model that I believe is going to be sustainable for the long term that is a custom box method. And I started selling to the public. I set up a store. I run deliveries to houses. Something I've always toyed with in the past. But now I kind of see the need for it because the grocery store is so crazy. And um, I'm actually generating, I, I haven't laid off one person to this day while I've seen other people lay off. It's a policy that I will not, I will not do as long as I can. I mean, I can't promise because at some point I may not have a job and all this and we may not survive. But I guarantee you, like the Titanic, I'll go down with it. But I feel like we've hit an iceberg and I'm just steering us out of the way. And um, so what I'm doing with all these things I'm doing with the public and with my box sales, which I'm going to sell. I just rolled out my box program on um, Tuesday. I think of my days again here. Tuesday, I turned it on. I've already sold over 2,000 boxes. Uh, custom boxes and I've launched it across the whole city with drop spots all custom boxes they're all a little different um, I created something I believe is sustainable that is not an inventory dump it's an everyday box that is I'm not trying to replace the grocery store but I believe we're going to see just the turn of things I've actually heard people say the farmers markets may come back again which would be cool and I think it's kind of strange because food safety kind of took us here and now we're kind of getting away from why the farmers markets died but um it's um it's just been really interesting to watch the way um everybody's kind of pivoting and moving and you know the restaurant business will come back some but we're all doing what we can to survive the same way the restaurants are doing little farmers markets and different things it's whoever it's social darwinism right now and it's survival of the fittest and whoever can move and pivot the most is going to win and you got to have creative minds and people that can execute in order to get through these times you're right and and that's something too um to chat about is that i mean we talked we talk a lot via text you and i right because we're all we're both so busy so the text is the best way for us to communicate and a few weeks ago geez it could have been a month ago at this point to be honest with you um because i don't remember but you said to me, um, and, I, and I've got my notebook out, but you said, Patrick, uh, this isn't a time to be proactive and aggressive. And uh, you said, this is a time to be reactive and resilient. Speak about that retail deal. Had I, a lot of people say I moved too fast and I'm all over the place, but had I not moved quick, I missed that 15 to 21st retail push. And we're maybe out of business you know, or I'm laying off people. And back to what I was going to say about the boxes and the public sales, I am taking all of my profits and por- or por- a good portion of the profits, you know, after my costs and whatnot. And I've set up a relief fund for my hourly employees that are losing wages throughout all this because I've had to rely so much on salary 
employees in different spots to fill in holes, you know, like Swiss Army knives, that a lot of the hourly employees and routes have been slashed. So I'm creating and I, I'm work. I haven't taken a paycheck in a month. And, you know, I'm making sure that when this is all said and done, I want these people to know I'm working for them and to fill the supply chain. That's because that's my offensive line, all these people. And this isn't about, yeah, I'm surviving, but it's about taking care of the people that, you know, help make Brothers Produce the best produce brand, in my opinion, in the world that's filled with the best people. And it's unfortunate that, like I said, some of these routes got clipped. I can't help all these restaurants go out of business or change their days, but one thing I can do is make my damn sure best that I take care of these people long term.